Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season three, episode 15, Till Death Do Us Part. Episode 15, Till Death Do Us Part, was written by Craig Turk and directed by Kenny Leon. It aired on February 18th, 2010. Enjoy! I was just about to say, I was just like, I did not even notice that. No wonder it was such a great episode. I know. Okay, so we have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. Nice. And then we're going to be talking about Shira Cole, who is pregnant and has placental abruption. And sweet Langston Cole, who has prematurity, was born premature, mm-hmm. electrolyte imbalance, and ce- cerebral hemorrhage and necrotizing enterocolitis and Ike Holden who has a hernia and ischemia along mm-hmm. with Scott Barker's drug addiction and Maya and Dink's wedding fun filled episode truly <laughs> it's so- somewhat enjoyable somewhat like what <laughs> yeah yeah for sure <laughs> a little bit of everything yeah what is your first note so the the opening series took place in Pete's office, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like, I didn't take separate first notes for this one, but I, I did, did take notes on that scene. Um, and I was just just praying that when Audra came in, that it wasn't going to be blood when she felt that her oh. water broke. I was mm-hmm. just I was just praying. Um, and it was interesting to see Pete working on um, a patient with pregnancy. So, mm-hmm. but I guess that they were trying to to figure out something that worked for her, a little remedy. Yeah. Yeah. My first note was going to be about that, like, soap opera music in the background. And yeah. then it was literally the first line of the show, but it was about the patient. So I just put it in there, even though it's not gotcha. really a first note. It sure. gave me, it gave me, like, Young and the Restless. It gave me Genoa City. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gave me the Foresters of Bold and the uh-huh. Beautiful. I feel like normally with resonance healing music, I think of more like meditation music. Mm. Oh, yeah. That would make sense, especially for like Pete's area of expertise. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) hey. Seems like that makes sense. Yeah. And then she was talking about the music that they were playing during IVF. And it Mm. made me think of our conversation, which I think ended up in the extras um about what we would put on a birthing playlist yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. it was fun I like I would be interested to see what that would look like for well I guess we're not not early 2000s but like mid 2000s That's yeah really interesting to see yeah and then I was trying to think of songs that have luck in the name like she said what they mm-hmm. ended up on yeah and then at the end when they're playing beginner's luck I love that I song love- I love it too, to the point that I, I thought it was another moment where um, I was like, I was like, is this Billy? And then I was just like, no. And so I shazammed it and it was, I was like, oh, this is Ella. And so uh-huh. when the episode was over, I looked it up and listened to the song again. Cause I was just like, what a, a pretty song. I loved it. I know when she was singing it and then it played at the party. <sighs> How sweet. And I, I didn't know. even connect it. I didn't even realize it was the same song that she was singing to her son, but how special. I was like, so. They love to break those hearts. 
Yeah, they do. Tug at the heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. My only other first note that I guess could be in miscellaneous, but we're just bringing mm-hmm. it up here, is mm-hmm. at the beginning when sweet, sweet Addie is trying to keep things normal with Sam in the uh, lobby. Mm. Yes. Yes. That was a very uncomfortable conversation. I think yeah. I brought it up in a previous episode that I wasn't sure. And later we'll discover that Sam doesn't really discover until later that it's Pete that Addison's been involved with. But in that moment when the camera like cut to Pete when he came off the elevator, I was just like, was that our way of knowing that like that Sam peeped? But I think it was just I guess it was just something for us as the audience to clock like, and now we cut to Pete because we know. Yeah. But Sam yeah. Is- <laughs> I think I think he figured it out later when he saw the blinds closed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was like, oh. But at the beginning, I was wondering if she was talking about that moment in the woods with Pete, which she was. Mm-hmm. But part of me said, oh, is she sort of telling a, a little tiny lie that she's mm-hmm. seeing someone else to make things easier to break off? Oh, oh, I didn't even think about it like that. I didn't think about it. Yeah. And I think I forgot, too, until Sam mentions later that, like, he and Pete are friends like you know I know that all the guys they all in the office are each other's friends but I guess I I didn't think about that like he did have a relationship with Pete before he met Addison um so that it that he would take it really personally but yeah that's so true because I I had the the same note somewhere that was just like he knows what Addison not being home means mm-hmm. <laughs> what that implies <laughs> I was like that's so crazy <laughs> Later, when they're uh, Pete and Addison are having a moment in the woods in the like hospital kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First, I was like, "No, you've been here before." I know. And then she said, "Want to see if that door locks?" And I said, "Yes, Addison. We love a gal who learns from the past." Right, exactly. <laughs> because you know you've been caught before, Miss Bay. Yeah. And then at the end, when when Sam finds out about. Mm-hmm. She goes, not in my office. Yes, she's learning. Yeah, yeah. she knows. She knows better now. Yeah, yeah. that was enough. <laughs> On to Shira and Langston Cole. This story broke my heart. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, especially at the end when she said something like, he was going to be the person that you and I teach kids about. Mm. Oh, he was going to be so cultured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hurt, hurt. Yeah. They would have been really great loving parents. And the dream deferred moment really yeah. tore me up. I was like, oh, they were so, you know, ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so sad. Yeah. And they loved him so much and they love each other so much. It was all mm-hmm. so clear. Yeah, very much so. And yeah. I thought it was really beautiful to see. Because I think we think as women, obviously, uh, the emotional attachment to carrying a child for nine months. But to see that the point where it turned, where she was ready to, to, she knew it was the right decision to let the baby go. But it was the father that was the one that was holding on that really, like, broke my heart. I was yeah. like, wow, that's something that, like, I feel like we don't see all the time. Just yeah. people, you know, the the misconception that men are so emotionally detached, but it was really beautiful to see a father like be like I love him <laughs> yeah it was. that's when I lost it when he told Pete and Pete was like well let him go and I was like ah. mm. yeah such a hard decision yeah 
It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. When they're when they're wailing her into the hospital mm-hmm. and she's asking Pete all these questions and she screams, But will he be okay? Pete didn't answer. I said, that's right, Pete. We don't answer that question. Dr. Bailey taught us right. Yep. Yep. That's so true. There's no way to know. Mm -mm. That must be so hard for physicians. Like when they're they're asked the tough questions, it's like to the point that I I almost wish that like the patients wouldn't ask. It's like, now you know that they cannot guarantee anything. Like they're going to do the best they can, but like something about having assurance, I guess, as human beings, but. And I appreciated that Shira, like, asked, that she spoke up and said when she didn't understand when they were first discussing the baby's diagnosis. And she was just like, I don't, what, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for asking, because I think sometimes, <laughs> like, I even know from experience of being at the doctors, like, they'll, they are so trained and educated that they'll, like, go through the motions of explaining something to you. And <laughs> I've had situations where I've had to ask my physician and be like, so can you tell me what this is and <laughs> the difference yeah. between this and that? Because it's like, you know, to explain it to a lay person, it's like, I want to understand what's going on with my body. So. Yeah. Use normal words. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have more notes about, like, his conditions and how painful mm-hmm. it sounds and how he's suffering, but... It's just too sad to talk about. Yeah, it was heavy. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It was like just even Addison saying like he's suffering. It was just like yeah. I don't want to hear that about a preemie or any mm-hmm. baby, you know. Mm-mm. When the doctors are outside of the NICU talking like that and like obviously arguing, I was trying to put myself mm-hmm. in the shoes of those parents and knowing that if your doctors are talking like that out of the room, that it's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You yeah. Know, from the get-go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can we, we can see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And knowing that this is Maya's wedding episode, mm-hmm. I was trying to th- think of like, because normally they have the duality with a patient storyline and a doctor storyline, mm-hmm. like the personal aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I was trying to think of how they were going to connect this because I knew that Naomi ends up going to the wedding. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah, yeah. But I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot how they made that happen. Like what sort mm-hmm. of convinced her to go. Mm-hmm. And then when Naomi said to Shira, "I'd hope that I'd have the strength to do what my child needed, no matter what the cost to me." Mm. but then I said okay now do it yourself like you go and then she did yeah yep yep it's one thing to say it but it's like you gonna walk the walk or talk the talk but yes I'm so glad that Naomi came came through she came through swinging you know internally like you could I literally have a note I was like she doesn't (laughs) I said she still don't want to be there no (laughs) but she showed up for her daughter which was really really beautiful to see even though you could tell that it pained her to uh-huh. the very end like literally I think the last frame she still looks so concerned when Maya and Sam were doing the daddy talk yeah. but um but yeah she she pulled through thankfully I'm, I said I think she needed that pep talk from Sam yeah <laughs> to yeah. Push her. yeah she wore so much blue in this episode and she looks she great in that like royal purple blue yeah do you think that was because like something old, something new, borrowed in blue? 
I did not even think about that until you just said it, but it, it could have been a nod at that. Cause when she said, like when she was giving Maya that bracelet, I couldn't, I didn't have a good view of it. Um, so I couldn't see, I was like, is it a blue bracelet? Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, cause she was like, this is your something. She was, she acted like the bracelet was everything that it was something. Yeah. So then I was like, is it all that? But yeah, I didn't even think about that, but I did make a note, um, about what, like I said, I was like, I feel like I'm noticing the costuming more and more as like the series progresses. But My like, influence. Yeah, truly, truly. <laughs> now I'm just like clocking it. Like I keep noting like pieces that I liked. And I was like, even the wedding um, attire, I was just like, this is the brightest, yeah. <laughs> the brightest wedding. Like Charlotte's dress. I was like, this is very legally blonde. Oh yeah. Get to my miscellaneous notes now. I'm jumping ahead, but yeah. But I know I was like, oh, that is a bright blue on um Audra but she yeah. still like looks stunning in it always always stunning yeah anything else for Shira or poor baby Langston no that's all I have okay I only have one note for Ike Holden mm-hmm. his anesthesia hangover is so funny <laughs> yes and the dad is like so concerned he's like so when is when is this gonna be <laughs> <laughs> gonna wear off yeah it's really funny to see people under anesthesia. My, my mom got a rotator cuff, got surgery done on her rotator cuff in the summer of 2020. And when she came home, it's just like, you know, my mom is very, you know, safe, sanctified, never drank, did drugs in her life. So seeing her come home on anesthesia was was very comical for me. She refuses to believe that she was high, but I joke with her all the time. I'm like, mom, you know you was high that day. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the after effect of anesthesia is very funny if we even see that on like a child was was funny when i got my wisdom teeth out Uh they do it like in the oral surgeon's office (gasps) and someone had like had some sort of medical something in the lobby while i was having my procedure so there were more people there than normal and there were like radios and lights and i was convinced that Oh my god, I can't wait. The paparazzi were there to get photos of me. (laughs) Sam was like, no cameras, no pictures, please. please." Literally going through, I was like, Mom, let me borrow your sunglasses. (laughs) They won't recognize. Like literally back against the wall, looking over the corner before I went (laughs) down. I would have loved to have seen it. I can only imagine. Oh, my God. Girl. They're here. They're, I can't have my phone on TMZ. <laughs> Did anyone record it? Did your mom record you at no, all? No, I okay. wish I would have seen it. I also, I when I, I woke up, when I was really, really little, I had mm-hmm. pneumonia. And when I woke up, I was like, I want macaroni and cheese. And mm-hmm. I said the same thing when I woke up from my, from my wisdom tooth surgery. Yeah. I said, I want macaroni and cheese. Comfort food. Yeah. Best. I couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat it at the time. That's right. <laughs> I couldn't even physically digest this right now. No. Oh, my God. Oh, I... that's so funny. Phew. Oh, I need to get my wisdom teeth out, so I, I think I need to have somebody on deck to document what that would be. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Too funny. I would love that. I need to see it. <laughs> Anything else for poor baby Ike? No, I didn't. I honestly didn't have anything for Ike, but I will say that when I was, you know, checking out the cast on IMDb to see how he's grown up. Yeah, same. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Barker 
drug addiction. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. He looked familiar, so I checked out his IMDb to see if he was like a villain on some show I've watched. Because yeah. I'm sure that he's an incredible. Oh human, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he but looking at his face, I was like, I don't trust you. <laughs> me too. Me too. I literally, that's one of my notes for him. I'm like, I do not trust him. <laughs> no, no, not at all. There were so many red flags with him, even at first glance. And like when he was in the, in the original scene, didn't, I just didn't. And I was like, maybe he's the kind of guy who like talk, 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 Uh but he can still do his job. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause there are all those, (laughs) there are those people, but yeah, obviously. Yeah. Not his case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And things escalated. So quickly because it was just like one thing one moment he was talking about how he was taking like a handful of ibuprofen to get by and then he brought up the oxy and I was like how do we get from ibuprofen to oxy yeah (laughs) a few steps between I think yeah right I was shocked that Violet was approving of the pill situation yeah that she was so dismissive of it yeah yeah at first yeah Maybe, yeah. yeah, probably thinking the same thing, similar to what you just said, that, like, oh, he's just the type that can can be taking pills and be high-functioning, you know? And yeah. some people do have that mentality, like, as long as they're doing their job, it's just like, well, when does integrity come into play? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I do believe that Cooper isn't going after Scott because of Charlotte. Like, I believe yeah. that he's doing it to do what's right because he always does what is right for his patient. Yeah, usually. Um, but I do see being in Scott or Violet or Charlotte's shoes thinking mm-hmm. that he was doing this because of Charlotte. For sure. Yeah, I can understand that yeah. from, from their point of view. But I, I said the, the same thing. I said, I think that Cooper is, um, I said, I'm glad that Cooper didn't agree to the narcotic. And I said, I think that he's actually trying to to do the right thing here Mm because even every time every time that Scott tried to like every time that Scott tried to make it seem like Cooper was doing it just to like get back at them I believed Cooper like his responses always seemed genuine like like okay dude but like still (laughs) so yeah and I mean like being in that situation of someone asking you for drugs in that way yeah no. It's uncomfortable. Because it's like, it's not even like they're close. It's not even yeah. like he has the relationship like Cooper has with literally anyone else in the office. It's like, you're, you know, even if you want to bring that up then, it's just like, not only are we not close, but you're dating my ex. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you drugs. <laughs> no. Right. So strange. Yeah. Very weird. Anything else for our uh, friend Scott there? No, nothing else for Scott. Um, okay. I did comment on on his eyes. Uh huh. Um, I said not knocked out in the lawn, the lounge <laughs> when he was sleeping, and Cooper caught him. And then I said, "Oh, not yelling in his session with Violet." But yeah. That's about it. <laughs> I'm glad he's getting the help that he needs. Yes. Yes. Do you know anything about Charlotte and Pills? No. No, I'm trying to remember previously. Vaguely, do I remember anything? Did she have a moment? Where she uh, was... I don't remember. Or, are you... or did it not happen yet? Is it like a future thing? No, in the past, she has okay. had a problem with pills. 
I, okay. I think she maybe like mentioned it in passing when talking to Cooper about her old fiance husband because it was I do remember that line yes yeah. yeah okay cool so I just wanted to so that's why I'm like even more confused why she I mean I guess she doesn't want to think that everybody has it as opposed mm-hmm. to like I don't know I don't know just seeing yeah. if you knew about it <laughs> yeah no I did I did clock that line because it was something that like I I that my ears kind of perked up on when she said it, when she was mentioning it um, mm-hmm. in relation to Scott. So yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. And that's something to just like, remember as we meet Amelia and as things go Great. forward. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Maya and Dink's wedding. Oh Lord. Do you have a first note? Mine starts way before it just kind of is like the, pre and during yeah yeah I have a I have a lot of pre stuff too um but thinking about one of the pre scenes one of them um when Maya has the scene with Dell yeah that was my another too. another costume commenting I said this striped top with the bows hideous <laughs> <laughs> said, even for mid-2000s I thought it was just like very like it was like this is something that like I could see a parent like I was just like, what Maya got on, child? <laughs> I'm very confused how far along she's supposed to be because that shirt looks like mm-hmm. a maternity top, but then mm-hmm. in her wedding dress, not a bump to be seen. No, you're right. Exactly. I didn't even think about that, but now that you say it, I was like, she sure does, didn't look like she was showing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But Del and Maya are my favorite friendship at the moment. Me too. Me too. I commented on that <laughs> very like big brother energy and i yeah. constantly forget that dell got married super young ah uh, yes yeah. yes That's but true. he gets it and i could see him being like a good sort of mentor type figure to her i agree i agree i really enjoy their scenes together mm-hmm. um and i i also enjoyed how um dell dell gave sam the pep talk that i felt like he <laughs> later paid yeah. forward to to Naomi and one thing he said that really struck me he was like but showing up and acting like this is no better than what Naomi's doing and I was like you're so right Del uh-huh. it's so funny that he's like the youngest in the office but imparting so much wisdom yeah so wise we know that he's gone through so much yes yeah. he's lived he's lived a life mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it was very funny to me that everyone but Maya's parents, Sam has helped a little bit, we know, but as far as like emotionally and like doing the things that Corinne yeah. talks to Sam about, um, I was like, not everybody handling this wedding, but her parents, like uh-huh. <laughs> everybody else is like De- Del picking up, you know, the emotional slack, it seems. And like Corinne doing the nice things for her, like taking her out. I was like, that's cute yeah violet picking up the wedding dress and wings and that got me at the end when she goes this is my wedding yeah yeah that was really funny to me i was just like oh i guess when you think about it yeah you're right violet i forgot about violet the the wedding planner yeah yeah (laughs) literally wow (laughs) cooper and violet's energy about 10 minutes in during the scene in violet's office Mm-hmm. is just such a prime example of how incredible their chemistry together is. 
Yes. I love that scene, actually. Now that you yeah. say that. Yeah. And just like, they know each other at this point, And we know that like they're friends in real life. Yeah. But I mean, acting with someone, have you ever had like a callback or an initial audition with someone and mm-hmm. your, your chemistry was just like so good? Yes, recently actually. Oh, good. <laughs> it was like an old friend, like an old friend. Yep, don't know how it went. Haven't heard, but <laughs> but the read, the, the actual audition felt good. And I think it was because I this is someone I had read before with prior, and like you know, knew. And we're, we're not even that super close outside of um, acting, but it's just yeah. like when you're familiar with someone, I feel like you're right. It makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It yeah. happened. The first time it happened to me was in college and I was a freshman in college and I read mm-hmm. it a callback with this, mm-hmm. I forget if he was a sophomore or a junior, but our, like I had never spoken to this kid before and we, he, I, I have better chemistry with him than I do with anyone else in the world. Wow. I love yeah. that. Sometimes yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like something clicks. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. That's awesome. But yeah, I could I could tell too that that scene felt like it it felt like you were watching two friends just like have banter and it was just like funny the way that like Violet was responding to Pete like knowing that like you're really gonna do this you're really gonna bring this girl to to the wedding and like yeah. something even without having met scroll down and get her name right because I had to okay <laughs> it sound I kept spelling it a different way but like even without having seen Jordana yet, like already getting a taste of like what this woman might be like, um, just from the picture they painted yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. And that's, that's like cut from the, but she's so. Yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he responded. I was just like, somebody who wrote this one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, they wrote this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then we meet her and it's like a Charlotte twin spitting image I was like what is going on not this dialect oh my god yeah that was funny it was so good we were talking about Sam talking to Naomi about the wedding yes just reiterating how good that was and when he goes and soon Corinne will be her family that's when I feel like that is when Naomi really started to think about it yep I think too. It really took that. I have a lot of notes on Sam now that I, that I look at it. But oh yeah, but, but yeah, no, you're you're so right that mm-hmm. that was and it was like especially interesting to see him have that conversation with uh, her after how hesitant he was. Like Dell basically had to like force him to like stand there and like listen to him. Yeah, um, you know, reprimand him <laughs> because he didn't he didn't want to hear it either. Because of course we know the moment before he had just seen Pete and Addison in her office together but um but yeah it was the scene had actually I was doing something in the moment and the scene had went by but it was so intense that I was like I need to rewind this because and I'm, and I'm glad I did because he he dropped a lot of gems he said yeah like, bro uh, do your job be a mother <laughs> I said whoa I was like all right now but uh, I said, I'm glad that Sam painted that picture for Naomi because that's exactly what would have happened. That's exactly what is happening. Exactly. Like, you know, Naomi should be taking Maya out and helping her like get prepared and pampered for her wedding. And yeah. Yeah. I was struck to find that Corinne calls Dink Fillmore. Oh, I didn't even clock that. Oh, wow. Is that his, that's his real, that's his name. real name? Yeah. 
it was when Maya had her makeup done and Corinne goes, um, Fillmore is not going to know what hit him or Fillmore or something. Fillmore, Fillmore, Fillmore. That is so, so cute. Very, very mom-like. Yeah. Yeah. Fillmore. Wow. I love Maya's dress. Me too. I thought she looked very pretty. I was just like, she still looked like a 15-year-old. Oh, morning. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a quinceanera almost, but yeah. it was very, very pretty. Yeah, yeah, that cut was so popular. My prom dress was very similar cut, but with the sweetheart neckline, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Love a strapless moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Naomi sitting next to Addison at the wedding also got me. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And just how hard Addison's trying to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naomi brought a lot of a lot of nervous energy I felt oh, with yeah. her to the wedding as to be expected I mean mm-hmm. the fact that she even showed up but yeah but yeah I thought I thought so too her even like it's literally like it's literally about to happen and she's yeah. still having these like last minute feelings and Addison finally gave me the smoky eye I was missing at the gala oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> for the wedding yeah <laughs> saving it you know it's kind of like a like a nighttime eye for a daytime event. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was subtle. It was subtle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like violets at the gala, but it was like just enough. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I was struck with how prim and proper Dink looked. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the like side part. Oh yeah, like he re- like he really tried. Yeah, oh. I almost didn't recognize him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then that made me want to know Maya's maid of honor. We hadn't seen her before, correct? Oh, you're right. And now that you say it, I'm sorry. I had a brain fart from him because when you said Dink, I'm thinking, I was thinking about Dell when you said Dink. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to remember Dell and his side part because I was just like, you know how cute I think he is. I'm like, I yeah. think I would have remembered that. But no, I know what you're talking about. Dink, yeah. Yes. Dink was rocking the side part. He <laughs> really, really did put some effort in. Like Corinne got him together. Um, but but yeah, I didn't and now I'm trying to remember I remember talking Maya's um maid of honor. Um she had on like a pastel dress standing okay. in the maid of honor. It, see, and like that's the thing is that we didn't see her. And like, we don't say. we don't know her very well and I wish that uh-huh. we did because I just want to see Maya with her friends. I want to see Maya at school. I want to see like any pushback she might be having from other people mm-hmm. or support. But I know that like casting and that is very expensive to have like a high school set. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just that's, wish. That's, that's a really good point. I think, cause you're right. We haven't seen Maya have any scenes with her peers since like the party that her and Dink got busted at. And then like, yeah. first, was that first season with the uh her best friend's pregnancy scare Mm -hmm. so yeah it's been a minute since we've seen her like interact with people her age which it will be interesting to see like that influence coming in too and not just like from the parental adult standpoint yeah I agree Mm -hmm. the speech about the anyway friend I love. It's probably like maybe one of my favorite speeches in all of private practice, and I always think about it. Emotional. So good. Yeah. And I knew they were going to show it because there was so much build up to this speech. I was just, I can't wait to see what he comes up with. (laughs) Not disappoint. It was so good. Yeah. 
that was really I was like I got emotional like it was like a real speech but yeah yeah it was excellent yeah hit me with the rest of your notes I think I got all of mine that's yours I honestly I um I basically covered it the last note that I really have was just saying like good for Sam um because I don't know why but at this point um maybe because I wish eventually she obviously did but like you know I think I I wish she would have um handled the couple Ike's parents um mm-hmm. with a little bit more you mean Langston's understand- parents Langston's I'm sorry yes yes Langston's parents yes because Ike was um the other yes <laughs> Langston's I think I wish she would have handled them a little bit more gently especially knowing that this is a couple who is getting like potentially going to lose their child yeah and obviously she she still did it but like somehow throughout the course of the episode and I think I had commented on it earlier I was like even her and Pete like sneaking in the break room and stuff I was just like y'all are giving me a little it's getting a little pathetic like just go be with the people that you actually love you exactly. know what I mean it's not like using each other to get off on like Pete said like just to make each other feel good because you all can't be with the people that you really want to be with like so by the end of this episode, I found myself a little irritated with Addison. So yeah. I felt like Sam was very justified in the yeah. way he he kind of let her have it by the end of it. I was just like, good for you, Sam. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see how Addison takes that and like moves forward with it. But yeah. Getting into musing. But <laughs> no, that's fine. I sort of thought that like when Pete and Addison were like, I love Violet, I love Sam, that, like, that would be the end of it. But now they're trying to actually, like, make something of it. Right, which, which is weird to me. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. It'd be different if they were genuinely into each other, which yeah. would be, like, oh, a nice full circle moment from the beginning of the series. But, like, now it just feels so disingenuous that it's, like, and you're hurting other people in the process. And Violet doesn't even know about it, but... Right, right. And it's obvious that they find each other attractive, but I don't see them together together. Me either. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah, yeah. no. So Sam's style is your very favorite outfit of the episode. Uh-oh. Our our nautical blue and white striped shirt with red <laughs> bows. I just thought it really captured the moment, you know, yes. like the the child likeness even though we're not really childlike because she is a child but like yeah the youth of Maya Mm -hmm. obviously oversized perhaps to hide a baby bump Mm -hmm. and yeah I thought it looked great on camera great choice great choice (laughs) (laughs) will you tell us about our guest star spotlight Yes, uh, our guest star spotlight is Miss Sarah Rue. Her birth name is Sarah Forbes Shackman, um, and she played Shira, the mother of Baby Langston. Um, and Sarah Rue was born in New York City. She's an actress and producer known for her movies Popular, Less Than Perfect, The Ring, The Big Bang Theory, Rules of Engagement, Malibu Country, and Pearl Harbor. She stars in the TV land comedy Impastor. Impa- um, I don't know if that means to say imposter or if the show is actually called Impastor. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> either way, she currently resides in LA with her husband, Kevin Price, and daughter, Tallulah Rue Price. Um, and just some fun facts about her. Uh, she collects and plays vintage guitars. She enjoys gardening. Um, 
Let's see. She was named Jenny Craig's new celebrity spokeswoman in uh, December 2009. And I think that that is when I've seen her in, in other things, of course, but I feel like that's like what, when I remember seeing her the most is in the Jenny Craig commercials. Yeah. And I was like, that's why her face is so familiar. Um, yeah. But yes, those are, those are some, some fun facts about Miss Sarah. Nice. <laughs> I know her from Pearl Harbor. From Pearl Harbor? Okay. Yeah. I recently watched that. Gotcha. I have to I have to sit and watch that like all the way through. I feel like that's one of those that I've seen like in chunks. But um Yeah. Yeah. It's I know she's very sad, mm-hmm. as you'd expect. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she does a great job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know she's been in the game in the game for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um this oh the trivia. This episode scored seven point five nine million viewers pretty stable and there's another trivia that Rosanna Arquette who plays Corinne Dink's mom and Sarah Rue Shira who we just covered also Mm -hmm. worked together in Eastwick oh okay which is not a show that I have watched but um another one to go along with that that we discussed off air is Mm -hmm. Scott Barker is the voice of Naveen in Princess and the Frog we will be meeting Anika Noni Rose who plays Tiana cannot wait it's not kind of not for a while but yeah okay yeah i i don't know how you feel or our listeners feel but i feel like just saying that people are in the show is like not a spoiler just like how a while ago when idina was in it yeah yeah and honestly gives you something exciting like something to like look forward to yeah yeah exactly i feel like we have had the same pretty much like basic cast members for a while now so it's nice to have some newbies come in yes yeah and oh my god we get amelia so soon i'm so excited looking at my watch like it's gonna tell me anything about (laughs) any minute any minute she'll be here (laughs) she's parking as we speak (laughs) (laughs) do you want to muse for us yes oh wow so much to muse on i know i started a little bit talking about addison but you know sam just gave her an earful about how he feels which i again think he was justified in doing so seeing how she takes that information and what she does with it moving forward I think will be very interesting I'll be interested to see how this affects her continued or whether she puts a an end to her uh fling with Pete um I'm still sticking by my guns that like Naomi is gonna find out it's bound to happen they can keep postponing it (laughs) it could be 10 episodes from now but Naomi is going to find out okay and it's not going to be pretty so I'm just going to keep musing that that's going to happen until it happens okay um what else here um Maya's gonna have this baby at some point right so I don't we talked earlier do we know how far along she is no okay I wish we we did I mean I feel like she has to be five to six months along at least yeah Yeah, at least but again I mean I didn't see a baby bump a baby bump in the wedding dress and that's a style that would show that for sure for sure because it's not like she picked like a chiffon flowy option yeah or like empire ways to hide no right so that may not most likely won't happen the next episode but Maya's going to have the baby I'll be interested to see how her and Link Link. <laughs> Link, Link Larkin. Link Larkin. <laughs> we're doing hairspray crossover. Surprise. <laughs> I would actually love that. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure Tay Diggs and Audra would too. Um, but 
Yes, I'll be interested to see how her and Dink co-parent, if they will last, as Sam so sweetly um, said in his speech. What else, child? Charlotte and Cooper! I don't think I've ever seen um, exes, been so happy to see exes, like, hook up. (laughs) I was like, finally, if this this is what it takes for you all to, like, get over this saga, my goodness. Um, and I'm actually, I think that they are better together than apart. So I'm actually like excited that they have rekindled. I don't know how serious they'll take it from here. Um, but so I'll be interested to see what happens with them. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I missing? Violet. Child, what is even going on with Violet? Violet's been, um, been kind of quiet. I feel like yeah. these past couple episodes. I noticed that we didn't see her this episode until that first scene 10 minutes in with Cooper. Mm-hmm. because I, I'm not going to say that I didn't notice that she was gone, but I guess we just weren't dealing with patients who would be needing her services. But yeah. I, I did think it was strange that we didn't see her till 10 minutes in. Yeah, it's very interesting to see how, I mean, and they do it seamlessly. I feel like even we were talking about earlier, like we, how I feel like the Dell thing just happened. Yeah. Because it was such a large thing, but it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a weaving of <laughs> listeners cannot see my arms right now. I'm doing this very intrinsical visual of like how it seems like a character will come into play and all the drama will be about them, about the Dell thing. And then now we have the, the, the Maya, you know, Sam Naomi thing. And like now that is going to pass. So now I think I'm interested to see who's going to be you know, the rising character plot that's gonna like you know kind of take the stage because I feel like it's been kind of like a seamless weaving right now so it it almost seems like you are describing the waves of a beach for beach houses (laughs) and babies look at that see just subconsciously subconsciously (laughs) connecting the dots guys I mean what can I say we love an artistic (laughs) rendering bringing it full circle just like Addison P yeah see See, yeah. So I don't know who's gonna who's gonna take stage next, but um, I'm really really interested to see. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my MVP is mm-hmm. Naomi. Okay. For helping Langston pass because at first it didn't seem like she was going to, and I know she's very mm-hmm. pro life, but. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as a doctor at some point, I feel like, especially with a baby that small who has no chance of ever living a normal life, Mm -hmm. um, I just give her lots of, lots of love for helping Langston and for being there for Maya in a meaningful way. Yeah. Because yes, she did kind of sit there and pout kind of the whole time at the wedding, but she still, you know, had the moment before and gave the ring and gave you know yeah absolutely I agree Naomi really came through this episode um after several of just being so anti (laughs) anti anti-wedding anti-baby um yeah absolutely um I took me forever to think of a MVP and I'm still shaky about my rating but same but I think I think based off of all the notes I gave him I have a lot for Naomi too but I think I'm going to give the MVP to to Sam, my man Sam. Yeah, I feel like yeah. in general, Tay Diggs has been like doing a lot of good work in this yes. like section of the series um, and in this season. But um, but I think like just knowing everything that he's going through, that he essentially just like 
went through a breakup, an unofficial breakup with Addison and still being the parent, like choosing to try to do what's best for Maya, even though he too still doesn't like it and has his reservations, like him persevering and still doing it and um, still helping and then having to like be the, even like partner still, partner as far as co-parenting, the partner that has to step up and kind of like shake Naomi to her senses. Like I felt feel like he had a lot on his plate and still handled it with like a lot of grace. Um, yeah. I almost and- feel like at this point it's less of a partnership and more of mm-hmm. a team, right? Because Sam is really taking the reins. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. 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 And to me, team or partnership implies more of like an even thing. And it has not been that. <laughs> no. And even uh-huh. since she started acting up when Naomi was mm-hmm. like, come get your child before I kill her. Come get your child. Yeah. She's been so quick, which is like so opposite. I feel of like who we, who we know or like think Naomi to be. Like yes. we wouldn't think that she would be the type of person to throw in the towel so easily. And, yeah. and yet she's kind of proven time and time again that like when things don't go her way or the way that she planned that like that's like her her coping mechanism her her mm-hmm. defense mechanism rather mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah but that's why I would give it to Sam and I think he told Addison off pretty gracefully too yeah <laughs> he just kind of like moved through this episode like trying to keep his cool and I feel like yeah. that's pretty commendable <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree two good good choices so the Bennets are taking home the MVP yes yeah my rating yes i've been like thinking about this i feel like this is a stretch Mm -hmm. i'm picturing the beginning of business at uh, on the boardwalk the beginning of business on a boardwalk Mm -hmm. where you know their their security grates are coming up people are getting their morning coffee going for sunrise Mm -hmm. walks things of that nature in mm-hmm. the Maya storyline mm-hmm. and in what the Coles were Coles, right? Yeah. But the Coles were wishing for Langston of like this bright morning mm. Mm. and like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that doesn't honor Langston's storyline as a whole, mm. but I just feel a lot of, you know, hope for the future in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like in the heights, the, um, <laughs> the hydrants are open, cool breezes. Yeah. Like that part. That's yeah. what I'm picturing. Yeah. I love that. I love mm-hmm. it. That's very, that's so much more positive than, <laughs> than I did. No, because then you can combine them and make a real rating because I feel like go. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, mine is so not real. I was thinking about it before I went to bed last night. I was thinking about it earlier today and I was just like, wow, it's really difficult. But I felt like it was obviously a theme of people um, having to make decisions and do things that they didn't want to do, even though they were the right decisions. Yeah. And so I was like, what are, I was like, of course, always putting things on a beach. I was like, what are things that people like have to do on the beach that they don't want to do? And I like thought of like really basic things like packing or like, if you have to work while you're away, like, you know, horrible anyone who has to work on vacation, but, um, <laughs> story of my yeah, life, <laughs> literally, like, never you know, taking a day off <laughs> ever, ever the life, the life of actors, <laughs> but 
Yeah. And so I, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's not really a rating, but I was just like pack, having to pack or like work on the beach, things like that. Or, or just having to do an activity that like, if you're va- vacationing with people and like, these people want to like go hiking, it's like, but you want to like lay out on the beach, like, yeah. you know, just like having to, but like, but making a decision for the greater good. It's like, well, you know, you gotta, gotta work to keep that check coming. You yeah. have to pack because you can't be on vacation forever. Things like that. Um, yeah, just of course reminded me of like the 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 um what are, what are their last name? Sheer Sheer Cole C O L E Coles reminded me of the Coles having to make the decision for baby Langston and Naomi making the decision to show up to the wedding when she didn't want to. Um, a lot of things. Um, so yeah, and even even thinking about Cooper, um, deciding whether he wanted to tell on Scott, you know, about the drugs and stuff. So. Yes, that, that that was mine. That's that's my stretch stretch of a range. I made a combo. I don't think it's a stretch at all. Okay, all right. <laughs> so the hydrants are open. Cold breezes blow, mm-hmm. except there aren't really hydrants on the beach because there's so much water. But anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> In <Yeah>. nice 2007. <laughs> right. And the water fountains. The water fountains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, those like feet cleaners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Businesses are opening, but at the same time. People are packing because their hotel checkout is 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Did that. Thank you. Be here all week. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm thinking that we should have, like, at the end of the season, mm-hmm. like, a MVP for the season. And maybe, Ooh, yeah, maybe our fun. listeners will help us vote on that. That would be really cool. Yeah, we could do, like, an Instagram poll. Or I a... think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, think about that. I don't know who I think. Probably Sam at this point. Or Dell, maybe. I I know. They both have, like, yeah, the ones who have been, like, through the fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literal fire when it comes to Dell. Oh, no. Literally. Oh, my God. That is is a dot that I did not mean to connect. Oh, Lord. Oh. Yeah, because we finished (laughs) the mid-season finale, which was when he was walking through that fire. Okay. So yeah, I'll think about that. We can do like a cute Instagram moment for that. Great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram, we'll tell you how to get in touch with us on our credits here. Yeah. Look at this. Queen of transitions. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, plus we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 16. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes or on who our MVP should be for the entire season, (laughs) which that post is not yet, but like maybe eventually, probably in like a couple weeks. Uh, please DM us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast or email us at BHAB Podcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT.
Wait, is today Thursday? No, it's Wednesday. I literally I had the same thought earlier today. I was like, what day is it? I can't believe it's Wednesday already. I know. Huh.